for some reason, we have made marketing and sales work together, but they're working in a silo and they shouldn't be working in silos. And so if we can more effectively improve their communication, we can increase revenue quicker. Welcome to the Contributor Wednesday series on the Bridge the Gap Network. Each week, you'll hear from a thought leader discussing topics that are relevant and impactful to the senior living industry. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Contributor Wednesday. I'm Chris Watson, and today we're going to talk about how to get marketing and sales teams to communicate more strategically so we can close more deals. Now, what we know is that marketing and sales have a unique relationship. And if you were to ask salespeople their feelings about marketing and asked marketing their feelings about sales, you would get a large array of answers. You might get answers like, yeah, sales just doesn't use our stuff appropriately. We send them so much collateral, so much good information, and they just don't understand the information we send them, so they don't know how to use it. Or sales might say, Marketing doesn't even talk to customers. They don't even talk to prospects. They are giving us information and they don't really understand what we're doing because all they're doing is looking at the data and they're hoping that some inbound leads going to come in and they send it to us. And this is in turn why we have issues is because most of the time we have a marketing manager and a sales manager communicating, but we don't actually have people that are in marketing on the team and people that are on the sales team communicating often and effectively. And before you get upset, I hear many times that people say, oh yeah, our marketing and sales teams are communicating. Well, they might be, but are they doing it in a way that's helping you close more deals? Are they doing it in a way that's driving more revenue? Or are they doing it because their managers, their directors, their leaders are telling them that they have to? So I'm going to talk about three specific points Uh, underneath how we can get our sales and marketing teams to communicate more. The first one is we need to agree upon when someone is conversation ready. I attribute this to my good buddy, Trilando Hakes, who is uh, a CMO over at uh, Folia. Congratulations, by the way, Trilando, if you listen to this, man. But he brought up to me one time that marketing and sales, they kind of have different interpretations of when someone is conversation ready, specifically because marketing may not do a lot of actual conversations with uh, a prospect, and sales feels like they need to be in control of the conversation uh, earlier than what really is necessary based upon someone seeing great marketing. So we need marketing to uh, understand that they have to give context to sales. They have to allow them to understand what the buyer's journey has been up to that point. They have to let them know, hey, this is what we were thinking uh, when, when we put this here on this website for them to download and look at and click and view And because they went through this path, then they most likely are trying to solve X problem. And so that's where we need to start the conversation. We need to to grab the context. We need to make them feel like we are aligned with what the behavior is and what they've already done. Marketing has to give context to sales. Now, sales can't feel like they need to restart the journey because when they do, when 
someone hops on the on the uh, phone with them or or sets a demo with them, and we start from scratch all over again. Well, we've all experienced um, how that feels. Uh, I want to give you a metaphor. Imagine if you had been going to the same doctor for five years, and then one time you show up to the doctor, and when you show up, they say. Now, remind me who you are and remind me uh, what you've had done before and remind me why you came in the last time and is this a checkup or this is something about uh, cholesterol. Is it high? Um, Imagine if that happened. Well, you would feel very disconnected. In fact, you'd probably leave the office and say, wow, that person doesn't care about me. They don't even remember the last conversation we had and I know they take notes and For some reason, it didn't get in the computer, and you would feel disoriented for a moment. You would feel like, yeah, I don't know if I want to return here, and you'd probably go and and look up another doctor. Well, the same thing is happening to a buyer. I want you to imagine this buyer has gone to the website, uh, has clicked through, has read some things, maybe downloaded some some brochures, uh, maybe even have gone to a free webinar, um, and now they show up. As they schedule a demo, they they start communicating to the salesperson. Salesperson says, "So you know what made you schedule the demo?" Uh, well, I've spent approximately an hour on your website, and I've downloaded two documents, and I flipped through all these pictures, and said that yes, I wanted to solve that problem, and you know, I attended a webinar. Well, if they don't have that context, then sales starts the conversation from the start. Now, sales should be asking for the context. The sales should want to know what the journey is. So you can see now that if marketing doesn't give the context and sales isn't intentional about wanting to know the context, then the content really doesn't matter. Uh, The communication that we're going to have isn't going to be effective. And eventually the prospect feels extremely frustrated. So the, the first thing we have to do is we have to agree upon when someone is ready to have a conversation, that they, they have enough information, that they're to a place where now they need to have a conversation, and uh, we need to give context to sales when that conversation occurs, and sales needs to be intentional about understanding what the buyer's journey has been up to that point. If that communication takes place, then these conversations, the sales cycles will shrink And the conversations with your buyers will be at the perfect time where maybe, just maybe, the buyer is the one asking all the questions and not the salesperson because the buyer has already had many objections uh, already overcome uh, through the marketing materials so that now when they show up, they're just asking questions of sales. Can the product do this? Will it do this? I know I read this. Can you explain this? And that's just so much easier for a salesperson to be an expert and to be a consultant at that point instead of feeling like they have to um, oversell. The second thing is uh, account-based marketing. So if we were to think about that if you are um, a company that can serve uh, large organizations, then the truth is, is that you may be looking for who really is the decision maker, or maybe there's multiple decision makers. And so your marketing may be going out to multiple people, whether that be through uh, web, whether that be through ads, whether that be through email, whether that be through a a Vidyard or a Loom, video prospecting or LinkedIn, direct messaging, whatever your your marketing uh, plan is, your strategy, 
then there might be multiple people that are now interacting with the website, interacting with the content. And so we have to begin to look at those larger organizations as almost an account. You've probably heard of ABM, and if you haven't, I would, I would suggest going to take a look at it. But we start looking at it as an account. And when we do that, and we think of all these leads and as not individual leads, but we now see them that all of these people within the organization that have different roles as one single account, is, it allows us to qualify that account more effectively. It also allows us between marketing and sales uh, to communicate on which role uh, has been there the most, who is probably the decision maker, or who might be able to play the role of champion to then take it to the decision maker. And when we do that, we can more quickly um, define an account that is ready uh, for us to begin reaching out in in a different way than what maybe marketing has already or what the sequence has uh, already at that point that potentially was automated that now needs to be shifted into uh, a personalized sequence. Um, obviously, one of the ways we can just get more strategic in general is not always jumping to a conversation or to a demo just because one individual in one role within the organization has interacted with a website, but instead setting some metrics to say, well, how many, how many times do we want them to interact and how many roles do we want to interact? And is there a certain role that's a higher value than another role? And, and then, and then explaining all that and having that, um, you know, beyond just the CRM, but, uh, letting sales, the salesperson know the account executive or the SDR, whoever might be reaching out, letting them know who interacted and where do they interact? You know, I think there is a um, a, a massive divide uh, between sales wanting to know more about marketing and marketing wanting to know more about sales. And in fact, I would go as far as saying that um, there are a lot of organizations that are now hiring CROs uh, to run sales and marketing uh, underneath one umbrella together because they recognize that those two teams need to work together uh, because they are... Uh, the core of revenue in the organization. And so imagine that for a moment. If, if you know, um, distribution and manufacturing decided they didn't want to play nice together and we weren't distributing these widgets uh, as quickly as we were manufacturing them and we had too much inventory, they weren't getting, business would fall apart. And for some reason, we have made marketing and sales work together, but they're working in a silo and they shouldn't be working in silos. And so we can more effectively improve their communication. We can increase revenue quicker because both teams will be engaged and they'll not only be engaged in their own material, they'll also be engaged in what they need to know and want to know in marketing that will help them in their job and what they need to know and maybe even want to know in sales that will help them in their, in their job. And if we can't facilitate that, then number three, we... Uh, we can end this silent civil war uh, or we can help them earn trust back between uh, each department, each people, because that's what we have to figure out. Is there a silent civil war going on where sales gets together and says, those are really crappy leads they're sending us. I don't even know how they're qualifying this. And marketing gets together and says, we're sending a whole bunch of leads. We're doing our job. We We have our... Uh, our metrics down, right? We're we're meeting all of our all of our goals. 
you know, marketing has pipeline goals and uh, sales has their goals, lead targets and sales targets. And when we begin to set those metrics, you can you can realize we may start operating in, in a silo instead of operating together. And then you can just be assured there is going to be zero effective communication. If the only communication is typed out in a CRM, if the only communication is, hey, you've got to go and find what I put down for you to be able to go and grab, and there's not actual communication between them, and we're not facilitating that, then you can be assured that marketing and sales are not working uh, aligned. They're not working together. No matter what you think, it's not happening. They're not doing it to their best of ability. So we have to give them a place, an opportunity to come together and work more effectively. Marketing, honestly, they may just not care what sales has to offer them for insights. They don't care that sales may know why a prospect is saying no or what the common objections are that a prospect or that a prospect is giving them. Sales doesn't use the marketing materials or believe in the data that marketing's giving them. They just don't believe it. So if we could, you know, just one suggestion, if we could make marketing have to listen to some sales calls, they may learn a lot from that and be able to empathize with sales. If we could make sales people create marketing assets that would be used in, say, you know, sales outreach or marketing materials or a sequence, depending on how your organization, uh, you know, is created and how they deploy that, then I think sales would have a greater appreciation for when they created it, thinking it's great, and marketing people begin to ask questions. Well, you know, what, what are the, you know, how are, is this going to fit into our attribution model? And uh, where do we want them to click? And where is the call to action? And this is a lot of words. And I think marketing and sales would have a greater appreciation for each other if we could offer them a place to experience each other's worlds. And I think there's a lot of value in that because how do you expect two people, two groups to strategically communicate effectively if they don't understand each other's worlds? You know, at, at Crafting a Bell, we always talk about you have to understand their story, their world, before they're going to care or want to understand your world, your story. And how can you build a better future story, a better world, a better future world together if you don't understand each other's stories, each other's worlds? And so we have to give an opportunity for that. You know, one thing that we have begin to, began to offer uh, at Craft & Compel is we begin to offer these, these workshops um, and me and Torlando Hakes, uh, we're actually the ones that put it on. And what we do is we go in and we teach organizations, um, how to, uh, facilitate strategic communication between sales and marketing teams. And here's the best part. Uh, we go in, we teach the organization how to do this, how to facilitate this through an experience. And then they're able to then do it from that point on. And we recommend do this quarterly. Every time you're getting ready to roll out a new campaign or you're getting ready to roll into a new quarter, let's have a conversation about what, what are marketing's goals, what, what type of assets are they going to put out, what is the sequence they want to put out, what's the call to action. And then sales can say, well, hey, these are our goals, and now that we know your journey, this is how we're going to start our conversations, and this is how we can agree upon when an account is conversation ready, when they're qualified. If there could just be more agreement, more understanding, more discourse um, then I promise, promise 
that there will be a shortened sales cycle. There will be a, a, a much more engaged buyer as well as a much more engaged marketing and sales team because they're now working together and they're not working separately and they're not in a silo. And so what I would challenge you to think about, if you're in sales, go reach out to a marketing person within your organization and just ask a few questions. Go on on your own company website, look at the marketing, see how it makes you feel, what it makes you think, and go ask a marketing person about it. Hey, I noticed you guys have an opportunity for them to click here and download this. Why do we do it that way? And if you're in marketing, go ask a salesperson, what are the common objections that you're getting? Or go ask somebody uh, you know, in customer management, customer service, and say, hey, how are, why are we losing customers? Or do we ever ask our customers, like, how did this change your life when you bought our product or service? Because we can begin to use that messaging in our marketing. We need our teams, our departments to quit working in silos and we need them to begin to strategically communicate with each other because if we can create a narrative that goes all the way through and they're aligned and if we can get them to more freely communicate without being told to do it, but more importantly, they want to do it because they see the advantages, that's when your organization is going to scale quicker. That's when your, uh, your prospect becoming a customer then equals a referral and heavy, heavy, heavy retention for your customers. Um, what I hope is, is you're walking away from here and saying, man, I need to create and facilitate an opportunity for my marketing and my sales teams and for all of my teams, really in my organization to communicate more often. And I need to not tell, but I need to offer them, Hey, this is how it's going to change. This is, this is the change in your world. Here's the better place. Be the guy. Don't be the hero. Allow them to communicate. Um, and you will see, you will reap the benefits in your revenue, um, and in your engagement of your employees just by offering them that place to communicate more freely. Thanks for listening to this week's BTG Contributor Wednesday. Please connect with me at btgvoice.com. Thanks for listening to the Contributor Wednesday series on the Bridge the Gap Network. For a full library of episodes, visit btgvoice.com. 